Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy, never think about the drop Never, ever, ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. I am MKT. What an incredible time to be alive. Between Ghanaian members of parliament and Everton not knowing how to do accounting. Football is the greatest sport in the world. Oh my goodness. What a week. International break, obviously. It, but it never turns off, right? It's a, it's a constant drama even with that, we'll talk a little bit about that. You know my thoughts on the international break. But we'll talk a bit about it. Talk a bit about it. Don't think that's a real song. Don't think that's a real song. Um, so what we're we going to talk about today, we'll talk Everton. Um, I listened to some podcasts. I listened to two podcasts, one recommended by somebody on Twitter. I don't really enjoy most footballers' podcasts because they're not very articulate people. Uh, people think... I don't know, man. Like, I, I just think the consumption pattern's so clear. It's like, just because you played, it doesn't mean you can articulate the game. Like, elocution is a different art form to playing football. So, it's not the 1980s. Um, I'm not really big on Lineker, to be honest with you. Um, I think he's a good broadcaster. I think Mike Richards is good energy. I, I think Alan Shearer's... I think he might be worse than, than Mike alone. They are. They're both bad. But but I like entertainment. Like, I watch the fan channels, you know? I'm not really... Like, even football commentary, it's got to be... I, I'll only listen if it's Matt Holland. Um, and then, I mean, there's a few great commentators in the English Premier League. But, but I like to watch with no commentary because doing this for a living, I also like to see what I'm watching. And I know what I'm watching, you know? Like... Football, for me, has been a part of my life since I was six. So I, I understand the schematics of football. There, there, there's nothing there's nothing anybody with a pro-A license is going to tell me that I haven't heard since I was six years old, having been, you know, playing. playing. I played the game, as um, uh, who's, uh, Sunis, Graham Sunis always says. He played the game. So I, I just, I'm a football fan now. Like, football fans don't talk like most people do on Sky Sports or whatever other providers, which is why fan channels do so well. It's not about the X's and O's. Nobody cares about that. And, you know, there's so many great channels for that now. And there's so many people who do a a better deep dive, I think, than what the traditional media do. If you want to be into that, I can go looking for that now. Just entertain me. Like, we, we know what football's about, especially as football fans. And football fans are smarter than ever. They just want to be entertained. Like, football fans now, most of you listening to this have been listening to X's and O's since you were six. So you know, back post, you know, shutting the back door, pulling it back, runners being tracked. Like, you know everything, really, that somebody on television can show you. Because, um, so I do pay for some uh, data. I've got two 
um, data plans that I pay for where I'm looking at performance figures because I like that side of football. I don't really bring it on, onto the podcast because I don't think that's that interesting to most people. I really don't. And in every sport, hardcore consumers are such a small part of it. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. Most football fans are casual football fans. Most rugby fans are casual rugby fans. Any, in fact, any industry, most movie fans could not tell you like that this was a Hans Zimmer score, you know? Like that's that's called coffee for coffee makers. And and once you start to get into that business, I think it's what rugby's trapped with, cricket a little bit, where cricket's for cricket fans, which is silly, right? You you, you want more people involved. Rugby is it's it's in a crazy place. It's that that's coffee for coffee makers. Rugby is unable to expand purely because they refuse to move away from themselves. But whatever, maybe it's their prerogative. Any who, not sure I got there. Not sure I got there. Anywho, listen to the podcast. I think that's how, what I was talking about. Lineker's podcast. This is football. Um, if you like the traditional media, and you know what, some people do like easy listening. I tell you one thing about the spectrum of listeners. What I do is. I think it'll always be niche because people come for your personality when you do something like this. This is a very personal journey. Um, but if you're going to be on traditional media, you've got to be easy listening, right? It's like pop music. Why do why has Britney Spears sold more albums than the Beatles? That's because she's easy listening. You know, challenging listening um, isn't for isn't for everyone. And and again, the way I deliver is very specific to do you like it. You know, whereas Sky Sports has to deliver to the masses. So you got to get the least offensive, you know, the most palatable people on there. And maybe they just they're not allowed to entertain because they've got to keep it clean. And so fair enough. But, you know, and maybe the the, the American culture, because I, I follow the NFL more for that side of things. I just I love the way Americans do it. But some people tell you, no, they want easy listening where you're basically just feeding people back what they want to hear. You're closing a loop for them rather than, you know, giving an opinion. And you say, yeah, fair enough. Listen, Alan Shearer, those guys, one thing I know about television is they wouldn't be on if they weren't getting the ratings. So television is all about ratings. Once once the the viewer stops watching, they change. That that's one thing television will do. Let me let me just tell you now. I mean, not great at getting accurate uh, ratings, but that's a different conversation. But once the ratings go down, Owen Hargreaves, Michael Owen, all these guys would be off. Trust me, I know how that level of stuff works. I saw it especially in the World Cup when I was producing. Is that is all they care about? Whether you're good or not, yeah, doesn't really matter. To be completely honest, do people like you? Doesn't matter whether you're good or not. But that's what podcasts are for. So let's keep podcasting. All right. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I, I saw today on the socials, uh, Ghana MP Isaac Odongo. Good old Isaac Odongo. Ghana. Apologizing to Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire has gone and replied, by the way, on Twitter, which is insane. So this was the guy who was comparing, I think, his own finance minister 
to Harry Maguire scoring own goals. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it on social media. It's absolutely hysterical. But he's now apologized to Harry Maguire because Harry Maguire's turned things around. And it's on Sky Sports. What are we? (laughs) It's on Sky Sports. A Ghana member of parliament is on Sky Sports talking about Harry Maguire's an analogy for his own finance minister scoring own goals. And now he's he's apologized. Harry Maguire is engaged with it. It's now on Sky Sports as a leading news clip. What are we doing? I often wonder to myself, do other continents think we're ridiculous? Because I remember when good old Gigaba in my country, old Malusi Gigaba, old Gigabyte there, when he wasn't cheating on his chick with a Galanda wagon. But I remember when old Gigaba went and said, uh, listen, I don't listen to American music or American hip-hop, really. But Kenrick Lamar, he's obviously one of the the leading guys uh, in, in the culture. And he, I remember when he said, as modern-day poet Kenrick Lamar said, we can't be all right. Now, when, when your politicians are quoting musicians, so, but, but again, I just, maybe I hold what I view to be serious politicians, because I like my politicians to be a ham mayonnaise sandwich. If you're a rugby fan, I've always said, at fullback, I'll, I want a white guy, just a vanilla white guy. I don't, I don't like, there's a lot of white guys now that are doing too much. Guy's got a black chick and he's into hip-hop. No, 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 no. I want a white guy. Percival Colin Montgomery. Ben Smith. Leon McDonald. Even the name is white. You know what I mean? That's how I want my politicians. Not necessarily white, but I want them that plain, you know? Like, Ben Smith is just a white guy at fullback. Leon McDonald is just regulation white guy. White bread. Cheap mayonnaise. That's it. And and cheap ham. Just you, you know what I, you know what I mean. Just a regulation white guy. Wears, if you're in South Africa, he wears a K-way jacket, chinos, and faltskuner. Like there's a there, there, there's an there's an archetypal white guy that we all know. He doesn't say too much. And hey, Jabu, how's it? And he does that face where he scrunches his mouth when he has to mix with the the, the urban folks. You know, so how's chaps? How are you guys? Oh, yeah, all right. Uh, hope you had a good weekend. You know what I mean? Not what I mean. I'm not being racist. They're, they're, you, you know what I mean? There is that white guy that everyone's thinking about right now. Even if you're a white guy, you're going, oh, I know the white guy you're talking about. It's like, okay, it's getting a bit chilly. He's going to put a K-way jacket on. If you're an international listener, a K-way jacket is sort of the mass brand. So if you're in America, like the target brand a little nicer than target but it's like the target brand of south africa and it's it's like a fake down jacket it's not real down how do i know that i've got real down jackets you know what i mean who wouldn't catch me wearing k-wear but anyway not a white guy <laughs> despite what you think from my voice a lot of people think is this guy a white guy not a white guy stop saying it doesn't offend me but i'm just i'm not Anyway, 
That's what I want my politicians to be. Just cheap white bread, crappy mayonnaise, cheap ham. You know what I mean? Leon McDonald, Percy Montgomery, just a white guy. That's what I like at fullback. That's what I like in my politicians. Be invisible almost. But good old Odongo there is now engaging. So if you haven't seen it, please love to hear your thoughts. Do, do other countries look at us? Because I venerate pen-pushing politicians, especially in this day and age. Like, we don't need Martin Luther King anymore. Most things are automated, you know. Like we don't, do we really need inspirational politicians anymore? Like, just pen-push. One of the things we struggle with is administrating the influx of goods for the use of our citizens, which is basically economy, right? Trying to use, trying to fulfill exponential needs with finite resources. That's really the basis of economy. That, that, that's what economists are trying to do. And and really, that's government's function, in my opinion. Now, I'm a layman, you know, didn't study that field. But from my reading, that's basically what economy is, you know, trying to f- satisfy exponential needs with finite resources. That's the game. You need someone to administrate that. The best in the world is Norway. If you could tell me, I, I don't even know, do, do Norway have a prime minister or a president? If you could tell me who their president is, I'd be incredibly impressed without Googling it. That's the politician I want. I don't want my politicians talking about Harry Maguire. And if you watch the clip, there's a guy next to him who's like his hype man. It's like the lads at the pub loving it. Having a laugh, as a friend of mine Rogan Hill would say. They're, they're, having a, they're having a bubble. The guy, the guy actually adds in. So if you, if you look at Odongo having a go, but there's the other guy who's adding in. Like He's loving what Odongo is saying. So he's going to add his little thing. He's like, oh, you got such a good point. Let me, let me also add into this. Like, you meant to be running a country not caring about Man United's overpaid centre-back. So I had to mention that and and ask whether people around the world think Africa is a movie. Or am I just too sensitive about it and we've got to do our own thing the way we do it? Because, you know, the more you travel, everyone thinks they're unique. <laughs> well, you know, like you, Europe's pretty vanilla. They just all speak different languages, but it's pretty much the same. Like, you know, the city's pretty much, some of them are less aesthetically pleasing and more functional but mostly they built for war and to survive rainy seasons right and and they they're architectural marvels the, the this this i will say but largely speaking european society especially the sort of 20 30 eu members however many there are that's pretty similar you know you go to switzerland you go you go to zurich you go to paris you go to munich it's pretty much the same experience, you know what I mean? Different language, different culture, different food, but but the template's the same. Whereas Ghana and South Africa are so different. They are so different. Like, like I find the, the Ghanaian culture ridiculous, and they'll tell me South African culture is ridiculous, but, but we're worlds apart. We are worlds apart. 
we, we are not even operating off the same page. And I find the Ghana thing hilarious. Now, if I find it hilarious, I'd love to know what a Swiss person thinks or a Norwegian person who, who's seeing a politician who's talking about financial policy bringing Harry Maguire in there. Now, am I being too sensitive and maybe Africans must just... Because we've got our own way, right? We, we, we're doing what we're doing, as everyone knows. Do they take us seriously, though? Like, I, 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 I never ask friends. I've got some friends coming into town this week uh, from Europe. I'll ask them if they've seen it. Y- you know, <laughs> I'd love to know what they think of us. If you live overseas, what do you think of Harry Maguire coming up for the second time in like a year and a half in Ghanaian Parliament? Isaac Odongo. Harry Maguire replying, saying, it's all good. Apology accepted. Because Mr. Odongo has apologized. Incredible. Incredible. MKT at the MKT show is the email. Your thoughts? Am I being too sensitive? Am I, am I, do I need to decolonize my mind? Do I need to, do I need to just say, listen, we don't need to be like Europeans. We don't need to venerate. Maybe a big part of Africa is storytelling, right? Is our, our sort of our, what they call archival continuity was broken. Colonization, shout out, you know. Like, no, no need for that. But anyway, it's happened now. Can't change it. So storytelling is how cultures have been carried forward in Africa since time immemorial. So, so maybe I need to allow for that idiosyncrasy to say, we cannot be like the Europeans because they've got archival continuity and they're working off templates that are archivally stored and here's how to be a politician. Whereas, you know, Ghana is the oldest um, free republic. I think it's at 83, 84 years old. Um, I stand to be corrected there. So it's not that old by world terms, you know. Like I was in Lyon recently, no big deal. But some of those churches are 1,800 years old. And there's scripture in there, by the way. So you're talking about an archival continuity of here's how to be a priest. And and that, so in Lyon, for those who don't know, it's a soft end, obviously. It's not Lyon. Uh, get some culture. But the Romans occupied Lyon. Incredibly interesting history. Um, so th- th- there's a lot of Roman architecture and history there. And, well, there's churches everywhere in Europe. They love a bit of Jesus, love a bit of Catholicism, or whatever that comes with, you know what I mean? I don't think I need to say But... But maybe I, I need to just relax, bro. You're an African oak. Embrace it. It's hysterical. Nothing's that serious. But for me, it, it must look hilarious. All right, um, let's move on. You know how much I hate the international break. So last week, or on, on a recent podcast, I was saying how much I hate the international break, right? Well, now Govey's injured for the season. Firstly, he's played too much football for an, a 19-year-old. But w- whatever, let's move past that. He's now ACL out for the season. If I'm La Liga, I'm now really losing my mind. So Barcelona will get about 4 million euros over the payment uh, where Gavi will miss all the games. But that's not the point. If I'm La Liga, I am incandescent. 
I'm absolutely incandescent because now I've lost my two biggest stars. It was supposed to be Vinicius against Gavi for the next five years. Well, now he's gone. If I'm Spain, I am... What? Listen, I'll probably do an episode. I've got to apply my mind to it a bit. How teams can qualify for the Euros and the World Cup. But we've got to stop this madness. And and you, it's all about economy for me. It's just about the money. Like it's, it's not about how I feel about international football. It's just the clubs pay the money. FIFA doesn't FIFA doesn't generate any money on the scale that the clubs do. If I'm could you imagine being Barcelona now? Because bottom line is you're talking about a four five hundred million euro asset in Gavi. Like you look at his next fifteen years if you map it out. Well, an ACL probably knocks around a hundred million off him here. Because what you must remember is sponsors now he's dropped off the face of the earth. He, you've got to be playing in order to be marketable. See, I'm just thinking about the economics there, and, and that's where we are. Football is money now. Right? That's what drives the sport board. It's what makes it great. It's what gives it to the world. We've we got to get away from our romance. If I'm Barcelona, I've just essentially knocked off 100, 150 million, and, and I'm knocking out of the top of my head, right? This asset is now damaged. The sponsors aren't going to be happy. He's the golden boy. He's from La Masaya. So we're not talking about a guy they bought. This is one of their own. It's Xavi all over again. I mean, you can sell it so many ways. Now what? Because unfortunately, the world moves too quickly. What happens if Kylian Mbappe comes to Real Madrid next year? I don't think he will. But let's just say, now Real Madrid have gazumped you. And now he's the golden boy. And now they've got Vinicius. And they've got... Killing Mbappe. And now Barcelona out the shop the shop window. Mosiala at Bayern Munich, he's taking over the marketing. You've seen Endrick now. Endrick, it looks like he'll go to Real Madrid. Endrick is now the new face of New Balance. He's got his own brand with New Balance. Barcelona's going, ugh, and we cannot afford this now. We need our stars on the field purely for the money. And then as a club, Barcelona have got to be, I would be seething. I'd be absolutely seething. Why are we playing so many international games? Why aren't we using Euros as the qualifier for the World Cup? Play five internationals a season. More or less. Three. You know what? Make the international games and the qualifiers the warm-ups. So for the season, you know, why don't they? Why don't they do qualifiers as the? I've just thought about this now, by the way. Haven't really thought this through. Make it. Why don't you take on the tours? Make England play America and Brazil and whoever. Make England play Estonia in America. Oh, they've just. What are we doing? I just don't understand why economically no one said, shut this international football thing down. I don't get it. Maybe I've lost my mind. Gavi's gone. Vinicius is gone. 
Feels like the world's ending. If you're a La Liga fan, you, you must be. All right. MKT Inspires on the socials. Remember to leave us a rating. Or don't, you know. If you listen to the show, be a friend, tell a friend. Starting to um, average in and around a thousand listeners a podcast, which is amazing. Amazing. Somebody said, oh, why don't you work in marketing? You always say you work in marketing. Why don't you market the podcast? Well... Look out. Trying to work on some stuff there. I'm also trying to make some decisions in and around where the podcast should live. Should should I join up with people that are asking, hey, don't you want to put your show on this platform? There's a couple of things buzzing around. It's why, it's why I haven't committed to anything because there's been tentative conversations in and around a few things that... Happening, not happening, happening, not happening. But there's, yeah, well, let, let me say there's two concrete. Well, there's one There's one thing which on paper is happening. I'm not sure if it's happening anymore. But I have two concrete offers, basically, to take this podcast and put it on other platforms. But that comes with other things. Because if I'm being completely honest, I don't know where I'm going to live in the next two years. I'm, I'm applying some some thought to that, you know. There are there are opportunities yonder, you know. So that's why I don't market the podcast because hopefully someone else is going to pay for it. Really, to put it simply. But anyway, thousand listeners is hysterical. I can't believe a thousand people every three days. And I say that it's gone up from eight hundred. I don't know what happened. I think the World Cup. Um, appearance might have helped added 200 listeners without marketing by the way I have I've not you know. and by the way because I work with other podcasts I know that other people in South Africa buy listeners and you can do that there's there's all sorts of clever tools like, and there's all sorts of um, sort of AI listening tools so I know people are doing that like, because I see some of the numbers, I'm like, no, I I know what I work with Spotify. I I've worked with Spotify for three years now, and I do a lot of work for them, particularly recently. I know what people are getting. I know exactly who's listening to what. No, you're not getting. Uh, like I saw, I saw a podcast the other day with sixty nine thousand listeners. I'm like, mm, and. So if you're ever analyzing this stuff, it's like nobody listens from start to finish without pausing. It's like we could, uh, there's lots of ways to tell if you're using um, AI listening hacks. So people will do that. Just so you know, if you work in advertising, sometimes people will bring you their numbers. And if you really want to see, you can, you can ask for their analytics. M- m- most corporates don't because they... Because people are too shy to ever... People aren't confrontational, especially South Africans. But to have a thousand listeners. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. It makes me laugh. It makes me laugh that I get to do this for a living. But hey, please. I, I said the other day, I'm extremely grateful. And I would like to do this for the rest of my life. Because I love it. I love doing it. So shout out to the thousand people that are going to listen to this absolute nonsense it's nonsense i mean i'm 
putting a mic on. I'm at home talking into a mic about football. Are you kidding me? And people, maybe people hate listen. I hope whatever brings you here, good for you. Thank And thank you. Danke. All right, let's get into it. We're going to do the Everton ban. Quickly run through it. I said I said I was going to do a short show last uh, last time. It was an hour. That's not short. Try try get through this. Try get through this because we've already done quite a bit of it. Good old Everton here. What are they doing? So Everton have been docked ten points. It's not a ban. It's a, it's they've they've been docked ten points um, for English Premier League. FFP, financial fair play rules, that they violated. Uh, essentially, so I was listening to a couple of podcasts, but essentially what's happened here is over a three-year span, you're allowed to register losses of £105 million. How you figure that out, the Premier League doesn't want to get involved in that. It's as long as you, over a three-year span, right, do not exceed losses of of or, or incur debt of 105 million pounds. That's over a three-year span. Everton had over 300 million pounds. And by the way, off that, you, you get to deduct what they call good spending. So good spending is like if you spend money on the women's team, your youth team, community programs, etc., right? So that's 300 million pounds. You're already basically 200 million pounds over, right? So after that, Everton have been able to deduct 180 million pounds, right? For for all of the, the, the pre-mentioned good spending. And you're still over. Listen, dude. Here's what I was thinking. You can't cheat on your girlfriend for three years. And she keeps saying, stop, please. And then three years later, you come back and she's finally got her bags packed. And her mother's here to fetch her. And they're basically waiting for you on the couch to say, look, it's over. And you're like, oh, my word, can't believe it. What happened? Didn't see this coming. What are we doing? I feel less and less sorry for Everton the more I find out. What are, what are we doing, actually? What are we doing as Everton here? Because here's the thing, for those who didn't know this. The, the English Premier League, right, two years ago in 2021, Everton went to the English Premier League and said, hey, we think we might be in trouble here. And then they made COVID excuses, but they said, and they said, but we think we'll be okay. This is what Everton said to the Premier League. If we do this, this and that. And the Premier League said, absolutely, you will be. If you do this, this and that. Guess what happened? Everton kept spending basically on their credit card. Which was already over. So let's get that overdraft. So two years ago, you, Everton knew they were in trouble. And they kept spending. They kept buying players. What are we doing? This isn't... Uh, and I don't like the fact that they've been sold as the victim here. So the amount that they're essentially over is £19 million. Like £20 million 
over a three-year span, come on, figure it out. It's a massive sum. But having said that, when you look at £20 million, guys, what are we doing? That's a, I mean, that's by a factor of five to get to 105 million pounds, right? It's, it's unbelievable. I, I actually, I don't even know. It's 20%. That, that, that's 20% of where you need to be, right? That 105 million pounds, 20 million pounds. That's how far off they are. And people go, oh, but it's not that much. What are you talking about? You, you're 20% short of the mark where you need to be. Do you understand how much 20% in finances? Could you imagine if you work at a bank or insurance or, or whatever, if you're in sales, you're 20% short of your sales target. What do you think your manager is going to 20%? Like people are losing their jobs for that. Sorry. Like, you can't be 20% short of your sales targets. You, you can't be at Investex, you know, JP, JP Morgan Chase. Those guys are not accepting 20% short of our targets for this year. And Everton are pretending to be a victim. But that's where you are, right? 105 million pounds is what is unacceptable. And you're 20 million pounds short after Everton went to the Premier League and admitted they were in trouble. That's the crazy part. That's what I don't find. I'm like, what are we doing? And stop comparing it to Man City. Man City is a whole different thing, right? And if Man City are found guilty, fine. That's its own thing. I don't know why people are bringing the Man City thing in. Like it's, re- it's related. It's not. It's not related. It's a, and I was listening to these podcasts. It's a completely different set of crimes that's been investigated over five years now. And don't worry about that. What you should be saying is you're not the victim. You're a bunch of dum-dums. I feel nothing for Everton the more I'm finding out. However, God, this was the best season to not how to do not 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 know how to do accounting. Luton, Sheffield United and Burnley are a dog show. This is the best season ever to be terrible at accounting. Swallow the pill, stop making noise and stop talking about Man City. There's nothing less attractive to me in life than people who look for other people as a reason to blame. I did in my 20s, so, so you can't talk to anyone who's, who's been more of a victim. Everton are not victims here. The people who suffer are the fans, but also Everton fans. Like, okay, the first three days, you can be upset. But when you look at it now through clear eyes, Oaks, chaps, toffees, what are we doing? You you can't be 20 million pounds over when the cap you're looking to hit is 105. So you're not not even close. Listen, 3 million over. And I go, ah, come on. So it's, you're just under 20, let's call it 18% or whatever it may be. I'm, I can't work out 
what percentage? 20 million is of 105. Let's round down though. 100. It's 20%, right? 20%. It's nearly a quarter of where you need to be. That's how far short they are. 20 million. Listen, I think everybody, if it was 5 million, we go, oh, come on, it's a 5 million pound disparity. It's a 5% disparity. Come on. Richard Masters and the lads could probably even finagle it. But this is obscene. You know, it's like a teacher. If you if you need three percent to pass, they'll find it. They can't. Find, you can't find twenty percent in an exam. That's not. You know what I mean? Even if even if the the, the lecturer is your homeboy, your homegirl. Come on now. I was talking to someone this morning, and she she was saying to me, the difference between a boy and a man is. I said, look. My father raised me to do one thing, is you've got to have reasonable expectations in life. That's what you have to say. You, at some stage in life, man, woman, we, we, we all transition from boy, girl, to woman, man, right? She said the difference between a man and a woman is, because I was, I was saying to her, she sent me a message and I said, well, reasonable expectations, got to have them. That, that's what expectations have to be. You've got to have reasonable expectations. Right? Because I say it all the time, all disappointment is directly linked to the correlation or the correlative <laughs> dissonance between expectation and reality. And if you have reasonable expectations, people are still going to get upset, but they'll come around. It's not reasonable of Everton to be upset. It's not reasonable. We're grown-ups now. Come on now. Bunch of bums. Listen though, Everton, Man United this weekend. I think Everton are going to be fired up and United are terrible. Good old fat boy Slim's back. Um, Luke Shaw, I see he's back in training. Hopefully he doesn't pull another fat, you know what I mean? People say he pulled a hamstring. I think he's pulled a fat. Incredible how out of shape that guy's. And he's such a good player. Luke Shaw's so good. All he needs to do is stop eating hamburgers. Only thing he needs to do, stop going to McDonald's. And by the way, that's not me fat shaming. Luke Shaw actually admitted that he was going to McDonald's straight after training. I don't think that's changed. Not I don't think. I can see it hasn't changed. He's plompe. He's plompe. Or in South Africa. In South Africa, there's a there's a term. Upagile. How can upagenjani we left back not... I can understand which is number 10, but you're a wingback. I can't translate that, by the way. Oh, I guess I can. He's got a bit of junk in the trunk. How's he? He's a, he's a, he's a gallivanting, marauding left back. He, he's gallivanting up and down that wing, Luke Shaw. Hey? He's up and down. He's, he's such a terrific player. And fulfills that mandate incredibly. But the man just cannot shed the pounds. Eh? Listen, some people have that physique. It's kind of like Wayne Rooney, right? There's some people who I know, men and women, like they're always on the precipice. You know, like they eat, they can't eat dessert because they're going to pop a button. Although Luke Shaw's, no, Luke Shaw's too big, man. 
him and Temba Bavuma, come on, chaps. And Lungingiti. Uh, so, Lenorbert Tsotsobe back in the day. Like, what, what are we doing? Come on. <laughs> Just, it's your job to be fit. And Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw's unique from Temba Bavuma. Like, whatever. Graham Smith, Jock Cullis, Mark Boucher, these guys are all fatties, right? But, but Luke Shaw is burning five, six thousand calories a day anyway, purely by his mandate of the position he has to play. Now, training sessions are getting lighter and lighter, but three times a week, Luke Shaw is burning six thousand calories. How much are you eating, bro? Do you know how much six thousand calories? L- let me tell you how much six thousand calories is. A couple of years ago, I spent a week training with some of the best rowers in the world, the South African rowing team, right? Because I wanted to see if I was that guy. I'm not, by the way. Story for another time. Those guys are incredible. Each training session there, I cannot, I cannot explain to you how much they eat in a day. Like, I, 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 I literally cannot explain to you. Oh my God, literally. I cannot explain to you that you can't eat 6,000 calories in a day. Right? So NBA players burn about 6,000 calories a day. That's about what footballers are burning in 90 minutes, by the way. 6,000 plus. Look, sure, how are you retaining weight? What are you... Is the guy just eating, going straight to Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's? Is he having McDonald's for dessert after Dunkin' Donuts? Incredible scenes. I, like, I don't think that's fat shaming. Why aren't you in pristine shape as a footballer? Cricket, mm, although I find it despicable, I get it. Standing still, whatever. Like, like whatever. It's a separate thing, maybe. Good old Timber Pavuma in his third trimester there. But Luke Shaw, inexplicable. And it's why Luke Shaw has been missing for like 40% of his career at Man United. Or 60% of his career. Sorry, 60%. I think I did it on the previous podcast. 60% of his career at Man United, he's been injured. Man's fat. And that's, that isn't fat shaming. Being fat isn't going to work as a footballer. Especially in the modern day. You, you can't be late onset Maradona. Shakes Kumwane. Not, not at that level. Not with the demands of being the left back for Manchester United in England. Sorry. <laughs> you know. There's a reason Carl Walker doesn't get injured. There's a reason. There just is. Incredible scenes. Anywho, Everton are going to... I think they're going to beat United this weekend. Love to hear what you think. At MKT Inspires. At MKT Inspires MKT. At the MKT Show. Dot com. Calm, calm. All right, should we do a mailbag? Maybag? No, that's a bag in May. Mailbag. Mailbag. This mailbag comes from Cameron. Cameron says, Hi, MKT. Just listen to your podcast. Um, just listen to your podcast bit about how teams should structure their ODI teams. I could not agree more. I've held this view in the past months, and I concluded I was crazy because I haven't heard someone else espouse the view that teams should just load up their 11 with batters. Protests need a Rusty Rasmus-esque 
coach that's ballsy enough to actually implement this. Wishful thinking, though. CSA's corporatist crony conservatives would never. Exclamation mark. That's Cameron. So if you, if you didn't hear me say it, a couple of weeks ago, I said on our podcast, why don't teams, because we've seen now, unless you go to India and they try and doctor the pitches and still lose anyway because Australia win the toss and bowl second or, or uh, bowl, bowl first and see what exactly what you're doing. Why don't teams just play nine batters? Like, South Africa would have been better off with just Gahiso Rabada and the part-timers. I mean, Rabada choked in the semis, but whatever, that doesn't matter. That's not that's not the point of this. Because I've said it before South Africa went and choked against... Um, although it didn't really choke. We were, I think we all knew they'd lose to Australia. But... Why not play? I would play nine batsmen and two bowlers. And by the way, in the nine batsmen, I would sacrifice a wicket keeper. Like, because seven and a half and over is regulation now. They're not preparing. Like, world cricket doesn't want a battle between bat and ball. That's very, very clear, especially with the advent of T20. It's just, it's a slugfest. So. Actually having a good bowler makes no difference. Again, unless you're in India. That was very, very specific. But you're watching the Big Bash. You're watching, soon you'll watch SA20. Those tracks are roads and it's all about watching sixes, right? Everyone's going at seven and over. So everyone's making 350. Why not just have a full dig every innings? And I'm not even talking basball because I think they, basball kind of got a, a little bit anxious. I'm talking about have a full go, and seven and over is the minimum you have to go. Otherwise, you've been a failure. I'd even go 10 batsmen. 10 batsmen part-timers. So I'd like bowling Markram, bowling, you know, whoever else. I don't know who bowled. Ah, That's what I'd do. I'm with Cameron. If, if it's just about batting, why are you wasting time with bowlers? Because bowlers have no chance. Like, Gahiso Rabada was going at 9 and over. So, so why are you wasting time? The, the art of bowling in one-day cricket is dead. You know that. I know that. So why, are we, why do we need three bowlers? Makes absolutely no sense. South Africa had, what, Rabada, Kutsia, I forget the lefty's name, and two spinners. You were five bowlers. And Markram. What? Why? People say, oh, but look how well Keshav and... And what's his name? The other fat boy Slim as well. Also the chunky monkey guy. The the, the left arm Chinaman bowler. Tabrace Shamsi, that's his name. Look how well they bowled, bro. They nearly won it for us. Yeah, but if I had... So if those guys were batsmen, I make 15 extra runs for each guy. And people say, oh, but Kishov's the number one bowler in the world. So what? Glenn Maxwell came on. 
and basically won the game. Travis Head, wicket-taking for Australia. At most, two bowlers. At most. Kutia, Rawada, and then no need. Keshav and Tabrez if you're playing in India. Otherwise, play the part-timers. Make 380 every innings, bro. You know what? If you play 10 batsmen, 9 batsmen, worst case scenario, you're having a full dig. 290 is what you're making. You can still defend 290, and if you can't defend it anyway, whatever. I don't get it. It doesn't... Why are people trapped with this thing of having to have four bowlers, five bowlers? Why? Because Rabada can't go at least... KG Rabada is the best fast bowler in the world right now. I think we can all agree that. But even he was getting smoked. So, what are we doing here? What are we doing? I'd love to hear what people have said. But I just don't get... I don't get why that sounds crazy. Test cricket, yes. 6-4 uh, split, I get it. One day cricket. It, it's, it's, a, it's already a piss take, by the way. Bowlers make no difference. Largely speaking, bowlers make no difference. If you don't believe me, think of the size. Why is Karen Pollard one of the biggest stars... Chris Gale is not a serious cricketer. Come on. But these are the biggest stars. Dwayne Bravo. These are not serious cricketers. They're not. Ben Stokes. Come on. Why is he a superstar? Because it's it's not about the skill anymore. And stop telling me Ben Stokes is one of the best players of all time. He's not. He's, he's, he's not. Uh, uh, we have something called an average. You can't average 35 in test cricket and tell me you're one of the best of all time. You're not. Stop telling me about moments. It's like he's had like four or five moments in his whole career. Ricky Ponting had like 30. Sachin Tendulkar had like 50 moments. And tell me one of the best. Anywho. Look at the guys that are stars. Joss Butler. That's not a real cricketer. Joss Butler's not Adam Gilchrist. There's real guys. He's not Kumar Sangakara. Those are real guys. I'm talking about real guys here. And when I say real guys, you know what I'm talking about. A.B. De Villiers, he's a real guy. These are guys averaging 50-plus cross-formers. Jacques, Jacques Henry Cullis. Damien Martin. Matthew Hayden. These are real cricketers. I'm talking about real guys here. Sir Alistair Cook. These are real guys. Those aren't the stars anymore. Like, come on, bro. Maybe I'm just an old guy, but you don't need to be Harry Brook. Like these, these are this is what we consider cricketers now, and and whatever. Maybe this is the new time. My point is, Harry Brook isn't a cricketer's ass, but he's the guy having a full go now, and he can because all all pitches around the world now are basically the same, except when India doctor it and still lose. But IPL, you know. The, the Premier League in, in Dubai, the SA20, they are all roads. They are all not bouncing above knee stump height. It's perfect slogging and just hit through the line. 
The bats now are better than ever. Guys are scooping. Guys are basically flicking it for six. Cool. I'm, I'm not angry at the progress of it. I'm angry at the fact that the coaches won't adjust like Rusty did. Change it up. The game's changed. You know, in chemistry, we say when something changes form, it changes function. So the format has changed, but guys are still picking 6-4 splits. What the hell are the protests doing with 4-4 birds? Why, why do you need three seamers and two spinners? Why? Why isn't Reza Hendricks in there for either Rabada? I keep forgetting the, the twin guy who's the, the, the tall left armor. All right? But why isn't Reza Hendricks in there for one of those guys? Can you explain that to me? Because Reza can bowl as well, by the way. Don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it. At MKT Inspires on the socials. Your thoughts. Am I crazy? Is Cameron crazy? I don't think it's crazy. Changes form. Changes function. Have the time of your lives. Whatever you're doing this week. Wherever you are right now. I hope you're having a good time. If not, that's okay, by the way. It's okay. This too shall pass. Make yourself make yourself some rooibos tea. If you're not in South Africa, can't help you. Although I saw rooibos tea in France, bit of a bit of a phenomenon. It is only available, by the way. Real rooibos tea only comes from South Africa. Comes from a very very particular part of South Africa. If you don't have rooibos tea, you probably can't make yourself feel better. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like rooibos tea is the only thing that makes me feel better. It, it is. <laughs> There's nothing else. I'll be honest. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the MKT Show. I am MKT. And for now, I am the hell out of here.